After being name-dropped by Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN's studio show on Christmas Day, Kevin Durant responded on Instagram on Tuesday evening, but we've also seen plenty from him on the court that we can pull from as well. What is going on with Kevin Durant? Is anything wrong? We'll dissect it. We'll try to understand it on today's episode of Locked on Suns. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons a writer at Suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show. Wherever you get your podcasts, a big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every day to start your Wednesday here. Another Suns game day, whether that's good or bad, I'm not so sure at this point. Suns head to Houston tonight. Appreciate you starting your day with me. Hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. So hit that button. Get a new show in your feed every Monday through Friday. Become an everydayer. Get locked onto the Phoenix Suns right along with me all season long. Today's show brought to you by Game Time, the best place to buy a ticket. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. More from them later on in the show. But let's recap. Let's recap <coughs> the past twenty-four hours in Kevin Durant land. All right. We had comments from Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN Christmas Day. If you remember, last year the news drop was Harden not loving, uh, Harden wanting to go back to Houston, right? And uh, that's, I guess, the era we're in with NBA media where these opportunities are, are, are taken full advantage of. But Woj said, quote, Start with Kevin Durant. You talk to people in Phoenix and around that organization, they can feel the frustration with Durant. Part of that certainly is the missed games for Bradley Beal. This team was built around those three stars, the underwhelming supporting cast that comes from those massive trades for Durant and Bradley Beal that really gutted the organization and left them having to sign a lot of minimum players to fill out the payroll. And then understanding they lack the assets, the draft picks, the trade capital to go out and really improve this team. This is something they're going to have to manage in Phoenix with Kevin Durant. You've seen it before, and it's a stark reminder of how short of a window and how this team has to win big, and they have to win big quickly based on how it was constructed. Having Kevin Durant still playing at an all-NBA level and a healthy Kevin Durant, there's a lot at stake for this organization. It's got to change soon. All right. Now, a lot of people reacted very strongly to that. We have seen these types of, of narratives and news cycles form around Durant for years now in, in multiple different cities. And I understand why Suns fans were panicked. What I posted while I was enjoying Christmas with family, when I saw this pop-up was, my first question is, where did this come from? Which brings us to Durant's response. About 5, 6 o'clock um, Arizona time, in a response to a post on the Durant Highlights Instagram page. 
I don't know if this comment has been deleted because I couldn't personally verify that it was there. I didn't see it as I was trying to scroll through. The original comment that Durant was responding to has been pinned by the initial creator. And obviously there's screenshots of it, but it seems like he may have deleted it. Regardless, we obviously know what he said, which was, quote, Woj says somebody else feels that I'm frustrated, and it turned into me being mentally checked out. This ish crazy. These people can flat out lie on my name and make ish up, and you people will believe it, but when my teammates and coaches speak on how I am as a teammate, you ignore it, LOL. So, back to where did this come from, right? That is Durant saying it did not come from him. I also think... When you listen to, or as I just read it, the initial thing Woj said, it's fairly harmless in the grand scheme of things, right? It's, it's very clearly worded from the Suns' point of view. They can feel the frustration from Durant. They want to manage keeping the window open and being competitive because of how great he's been. When you really boil that down, it it isn't necessarily a negative from Durant. But at the same time, we know that Durant is not somebody that Adrian Wojnarowski has typically had a connection with. And I know that that can be so exhausting, but luckily you don't have to keep track of it. I'm keeping track of it for you. And you don't have to look further than last summer last summer being the summer of 2022, so two off-seasons ago, when the Suns were first connected with Durant. I know, it's been 18 months. Can you believe? And if you think back to that day, or really the whole saga, I should say, it was very clear that Woj's reporting was coming from the Nets' side. He has a long-standing relationship with Sean Marks. He has interviewed Marks on his podcast, I believe, twice. Woj has... And they just seem to be connected to one another. And a lot of the reporting was very clearly from Nets management's side. So again, if that's what's happening here, then Durant is understandable. It's understandable that he would be frustrated about the nature of how something like that gets out. But again, I don't think that it's necessarily a negative. The most positive way to look at it is that the Suns know that he chose to come here. He is playing well most of the time. We'll get to that. And they it's not an owe-it-to-him thing, but it's more so a, an understanding of the nature of the moment that they're in. You don't make a trade like that. You don't make a trade like the Beal one to bolster what you're building around Durant, and then accept being 500. To me, it's almost healthy to have a little bit of pressure to win for your star players. It's just kind of the reality of the modern NBA. But because it's Durant, it's going to be read into more, and it's going to be picked at more. And I think that's earned. You know, whether... As a Suns fan, as a Kevin Durant fan, you like that or not. This saga has played out in other places. And it, it doesn't have to be good or bad, but it, it is just a fact 
that when Durant is connected to these types of, of issues, it's going to hold more weight because it has just happened before. So where I come down on this particular side of it is that no, nobody on the court or in public has expressed any frustration with Durant. He's absolutely right about that. Everybody seems to be, of course, holding him in high regard as a, as a star in the league, as a, an incredibly talented difference maker for the roster. And by all accounts, somebody who they get along with. I don't think this came from Kevin Durant or anybody in his camp, but I think Woj was pretty clear about that, that this came from the Sun side. But if we're being honest with ourselves, the reason this got attention, the reason that it won't go away even after Durant's response, is that his own actions, or lack thereof, in the past week or two of games, has spoken for itself. And all you have to do is watch the Suns, and there are numerous clips of these examples going around, in addition to ones that I've referenced on this show as they've happened, that would tell you Durant's not 100% content with the situation. So let's dig through what's going on there and why that's the much bigger concern than whatever Woj says. Next... First, today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd this season to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If Jalen Johnson was dropped in your league, make sure to grab him now as he is set to return and be in that starting lineup. He's been one of the bright spots for Atlanta in a disappointing season. Isaiah Hartenstein has absorbed the starting center role as Mitchell Robinson is likely out for the season in New York. Jaden Ivey, the losing skid continues in Detroit, but Ivey is finally back in that starting lineup and Ivey is going to produce even if it's not always efficient. Dante Exum, Suns fans unfortunately are intimately familiar with with what that guy can do as a playmaker, as a shooter, playing off of Luka Doncic. And last but not least, Torian Prince started all season long for the Lakers, gets shots up, and plays a lot of minutes. That's the type of guy that can eat innings for you in fantasy hoops. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And it's the same with your vehicle. I've bought numerous things over at eBay Motors, including a interior sunshade flap on the driver's side when it cracked off from too many hours and years in the Arizona sun. I have bought a wheel cover for the front driver's side after it rolled right off on my way to Footprint Center several months back. And with over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you can make sure that it stays running smoothly. Whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, a roof rack, bumper, or whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, with these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keeping the show rolling, let's talk through 
the on-court indications that we've been getting from Durant. Okay? There's a lot of clips going around. Suns, the Suns subreddit is in shambles. I know a lot of Suns fans are worried, nervous, anxious, concerned. And I don't think it's altogether unrealistic. As much as I, in that first segment, believe that whatever Wojnarowski said on ESPN is not fully what I would, uh, you know, stake my concerns, anxieties, worries to, I do think what he's been displaying for us as we watch him in these games is cause for concern. What I mean by that is that the body language is just not what you want. You know? There were at least four or five, if not more, times in this Dallas game where Durant did not really help at the basket. There were a couple of those moments in those breakdowns where it's a spaced floor. Luca found Derek Lively or Derek Jones Jr. rolling to the basket, got them the ball. At that point, it's one last layer of help before that player scores. And Durant just didn't fill that that role. He just did not help. And then in those clips, he is the guy frustrated, kind of looking around at other players. There are many moments, if you watch these games, where he is, uh, he, he's been wearing his heart on his sleeve in a way that I'm not, I don't remember. But of course, I haven't watched him every day, and that's one thing I want to be clear about as I'm talking through this stuff. I'm trying to be as specific to what I have watched covering this team so as to not get ahead of myself. So I'm probably missing things that have happened in the past, and I might even be a little bit too focused on what's happening now and not being big picture enough. I'm sure, depending on who you are, you might be hearing either of those things with what, with what I'm saying, but that's what I'm going to stick to. The wearing of his heart, heart on his sleeve to the level that he has, is it, it doesn't feel familiar to me. He is... After missed shots, after turnovers, after, you know, pass versus shoot decisions from role players. You know, it's a fist pump. Or it is hanging his head, and there's not a lot of in-between. It, it, it has been a roller coaster. There have been a lot of times, including in that Dallas game, where Durant is over the top with getting into it with officials, debating calls, talking to them during timeouts, not getting back on defense. There have been uh, numerous examples in the past couple of weeks with transition defense breakdowns where you can directly attribute it to Durant not getting back. The ripple effect of him of somebody having to guard his man for him, of him not being in position, of the opponent taking advantage of that, 
either attacking that mismatch or just scoring before the Suns' defense has been able to get set. And obviously, when you look again at last night's game against Dallas, you're talking about a situation where he turned the ball over three times in the fourth quarter, making uncharacteristic plays, and only took 11 shots. Now, I'm not going to misconstrue a poor performance as the same thing as... It's not... Turning the ball over is not bad body language. Those aren't just I, one and the same. I obviously get that. But these are a lot of examples of things that he is doing that are out of, out of character and I think contribute to concern. Which brings us back off the court where against the Knicks, and this is something that I posted about, my post went around on on Twitter and I didn't even address it on the show even even after that even after you know all clips seemed to back up what I was sensing in the room post game at the press conference not after other people seemed to agree with my read on the situation because I just didn't want to overreact I didn't want to read too much into it. it it very much felt this way which is that Durant in his comments about Jalen Brunson scoring 50 in that game a couple of weeks ago, went out of his way to comment on the degree to which that franchise is his, right? That was like the kind of key quote. And then within that game, how Brunson's teammates had made sure to get him the ball, to emphasize him, everything else. And it, it felt very direct and pointed because it, it really wasn't a direct answer to the question that he got asked. And I think that's sort of when people started to worry. And you don't say things like that without it being purposeful. The next day, or the next game, two Sundays ago, the Suns beat the Wizards. They have a great fourth quarter. And Durant is over-the-top positive. Then... This past week, I guess you would probably characterize him as frustrated in his interviews, and that's totally reasonable. But then to have it come to a head a little bit against the Mavs in a very high-profile game where, once again, an opponent just dissects your defense, you lose by double digits... And to make key mistakes in the late in the game, have inconsistent defensive effort, and only take 11 shots, people are going to read into that. Because it's not just subliminal. It's not just what Woj is saying. It is the combination of all of these factors for many games now. You know, we're going on probably close to 10 games where these things have cropped up. Dating back to the Warriors game, I would say. Maybe maybe you go the Nets game, all right? Which would be three, five, six games. If you include the Nets game through the Mavs game. Where the wheels have started to fall off and Durant does not seem to be in tune or 
content with the situation. And that's, again, reasonable. But I think the reason a lot of fans are being, are bothered, if I'm being honest, and why a lot of people in the media or wherever, general NBA fans, get kind of tired out by this whole situation is, it's Durant's responsibility to get the team out of this type of situation, right? It has to be. It has to be for a lot of reasons. We'll dig into what those are and how we can look forward from this moment in time next. First, today's show brought to you by Game Time, the best place to buy a ticket to any sports, theater, or comedy event. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. That's my favorite part, personally. I'm the type of person that wants to know what I'm getting, and I would always go to other websites or other apps to see what people had posted as far as photos from that seat, so I knew. Now, Game Time puts it right there for you. They also show you all-in prices, so you know your total up front rather than fees on the back end, and you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game Time fixed everything about buying tickets online. Money, convenience, deals and discounts, all of it at game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we're keeping it rolling here. Closing it out, actually, we should say, right? And as I was saying to close out the last segment, the reason that Suns fans and NBA fans get so bothered when they hear a report like Woj's about Durant, even if it's not fully as extreme as it might sound or or the headline might look, or when they see Durant's body language in some of these games or his comments at press conferences, the reason it's so bothersome to hear about pressure or discontentment or see somebody wear his heart on his sleeve and be so volatile is that you give up what you gave up. You give up what the Suns gave up so that Durant himself removes those concerns. So the idea that Durant is kind of giving in to those concerns at times and that there is a media pressure kind of mounting behind it, it tires fans out because what you're told when you acquire when your team acquires Kevin Durant is that all your worries are gone. And that's a lot of pressure for a great player to deal with, but it's unfortunately the pressure that all great players across all sports deal with, right? The Denver Broncos trade for Peyton Manning. Hey, win us a Super Bowl. 
bro. You know, it's it's like Shohei Otani gets to the Dodgers. Hey, we only won one World Series and it was in a 60-win, 60-game season. Can you give us the real thing and stop having us embarrass ourselves in the playoffs every year? Hey, I'm a new owner, Matt Ishbia. Our team lost in the finals and then got embarrassed in the second round of the playoffs the next year. Can you fix that for us? And the answer kind of has to be yes. You know, one, because that's just the standard that a a top 15, top 20, top 10, whatever you think he is, all-time talent, all-time career earns. He's earned that pressure and that standard. But it's also by nature of, of, again, what it takes to get that player in the building. Especially in the case of Durant, who chose to go about things this way, right? Because if you remember, he signed an extension in 2021 that kicked in in 2022 that was for four years. So now he is in year two of that four-year extension. But if he had not signed that extension, he would have become a free agent in the summer of 2022, right? So the same summer... I believe I have this correct. The years aren't super important. The point is, he would have become a free agent and could have gone anywhere. That's what happened when he went to Golden State. That team, there would never would have been a concern about, you know, how to build out the roster. Is there enough? Or any of those things. Because they didn't have to trade for him. Right? So when you're that good and you choose to sign an extension with a team that you have reservations about, even if you couldn't have seen all of it coming, what happens is the team that gets you has to trade Mikhail Bridges for you, has to trade Cam Johnson for you. And this part of why I'm I'm harping on it is this was some of the grapevine rumor stuff that you were reading last summer that I was covering on this show last summer where... By last summer, I mean 2022 when he made the trade request and then ended up going back to Brooklyn, where Durant seemed to be kind of surprised at how the market turned out, where teams were either very hesitant to give up so much to get him, or as he realized what it would look like when he landed there, he kind of balked at it. You know, it's the Carmelo Anthony to the Knicks situation, where they're a very fun, interesting team with the guys that they had, and then they trade for Mello. All those guys go to Denver, Gallinari and everybody else. And suddenly, the Knicks don't have enough to win a title around Mello. And it takes them two or three years before they finally have their best season of the Mello era. It's kind of what we're seeing here. Yeah, it's Booker. It's whatever you can get for Ayton. It's whatever you can get for Chris Paul. And it's, beyond that, a bunch of, minimum players. This team did not have blue chip prospects. This team did not have rookies or, you know, guys like that, that they could deal. So they had to deal their contributors, their veteran contributors, Bridges, Johnson, et cetera, Crowder. That's the bed that Durant made for himself. And I think he knows that. I, I Obviously it's not that difficult to follow, but it does seem to have surprised him a little bit as this saga has played out. And it is definitely why Suns fans are frustrated. Hey, yeah, this sucks. It's hard. The roster is in a is in a weird spot. 
but I'm a fan, right? That's what a lot of people are thinking. I'm sure that's what a lot of you are thinking. I'm not the person who has to care about that. And to have the type of demonstrations we've been seeing on the court and in press conferences, in spite of all that, I'm 100% sympathetic to the frustration that fans are feeling as a result of that. You do all this stuff. You make all these moves. You finally get what is supposed to deliver success. And that thing, that player, that trade, that series of moves that was supposed to deliver success is manifested, is symbolized in bad body language by that superstar player who is supposed to be the head of the snake, the spear that leads the way for all the things, the tip of the spear that is supposed to lead the way for all the things that this franchise wants to achieve. That sucks. Where does it go from here? It has to be him. It has to be the top of this thing. It cannot be bickering with referees. It cannot be inconsistent defensive effort. It cannot be, you know, tough love and whatever with guys that can't handle that. If this season is going to go anywhere, it's not going to just be because Bradley Beal comes back. These types of distractions, whether they're legitimate, who they came from, whether it's fully the thing that's causing the problems or not, they're not helping. It's not helping the way that we're seeing Durant behave on the court. It's not helping the way that He's commenting on things in the media sometimes. It's not helping that wherever the the Woj report came from, it's not helping that it came out. So the way forward is fix what's going on on the court, which as I mentioned on Tuesday's episode, recapping the Dallas game, I do think there's been progress made. Continue down that route and cut the distractions out because the truth of Woj's report, the part of it that's absolutely a fact, no matter anything else you could say, is that there's extreme pressure. This window's not big. The financial uh, curtain is coming down on this team. And age, injuries, finances, everything, the churn of these one-year deals that are going to just mean a whole new roster every season... None of that's going to get easier. It has to happen soon, if not now. That'll wrap us up for the day. Stay tuned on Twitter and on the show for an announcement about some news related to the show this week and into next week. Excited to unveil a big change, a big opportunity, a big, hopefully, improvement for you as a listener coming on Locked On Sun soon, so stay tuned for that. Be back on Wednesday night after the buzzer of Suns Rockets to recap that game If see if the Suns can get back in the win column. Check your feed for that as soon as the game ends, and I will talk to you guys then.